right, hey everyone, welcome back to Uncommon Ground. To my left is Sam McGregor, pastor at Allison Creek Presbyterian Church, and I am Michael Wright, and I am the the non-believer um, talking with the pastor. So last episode, we were going into more of my background and some of my thoughts on things, and you were quizzing me on some of it, and I know we were going to continue that. We were going to continue that, and in the meantime, I had somebody who's one of our loyal listeners uh, who really has been enjoying the podcast, and so he had some questions that he would he was hoping we would go into uh, last week, and so I said, send those to me, and I will follow those up with Mike, because you... You, you want people to, you want to end the podcast with people wanting more That's right. rather than, oh my God, are they ever going to shut up talking? Uh, so, which I think we could keep going forever. <laughs> we could keep going forever. In fact, There's I a lot was, to talk about. I was prepared to keep going forever last week. And then I thought, no, we need to, we want to shut it down. And so we can come to the next episode. That's right. The, the cliffhanger. We left it with a cliffhanger last week. There may be another one. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So yes. the continuation. Yes. So, um, all right. So this colleague of mine who listens regularly um, asked me to ask you uh, these follow-up questions. So he says, I think it would be great to hear more of Mike drilling down on his common sense way of approaching ethics. What does that look like in complicated situations? What would be a complicated situation? I, wonder. I don't like, know. Because that could be a complicated situation could be different for everybody. You're right. So I don't know. Complicated situation. Let's say, um, I don't know. Is there something that comes to your mind of a complicated situation? Um, not... Not really, because I mean, it's one of those things like I, I know what could be complicated for someone else won't be complicated for me. I know a lot of people have problems like talking to other people and giving speeches and things like that. Um, I don't really have that kind of problem. I'm not I'm not a very personable person. Like I'm very quiet. I'm very reserved, like out and about. Um, but I do enjoy conversations with people, which is kind of, I guess, weird. But like I know there's some people that don't want to have any conversations, don't want to have any interaction. That could be complicated for some people. Uh, but I am, I'm more of a, well, the, the, the one that kind of came to my mind and, and, and for whatever reason, this was the first thing that came to my mind of a complicated situation. So let's say, um, um, uh, you and your wife, um, she is pregnant and you've been told by the doctor that, um, if the, the child is born, it will be highly deformed. Um, and, and so the ethical situation is what do you do, um, in that situation and what guides your, um, uh, opinion of, of what you do in that situation or, um, situation maybe okay. where you're at, at you're in a work situation let's say you're working here and and you have been um, you are aware of a situation that is uh, unethical let's say you become aware of of um, of the pastor you see the pastor slipping some money into his pocket out of the donation box and and you see that happening uh so not that that you've ever seen that happen <laughs> i don't think you've ever seen that happen but if you saw something like that and it struck you as this isn't right um 
that's a complicated ethical situation. Okay. Um, as far as like something with like we were talking about with like um, being pregnant and if the baby would be deformed or some sort some sort of like um, issue such as that. I mean, it's be one of the things that my wife and I we would, we would really discuss it. And I think if the I guess issues that would arise health wise for the child in the future, like if there would be complications um, for them to have a short life, then I guess we would discuss what we would be doing. Um, I'm not against abortion. I'm not for abortion. I think these are situations that would need to be discussed per situation. Um, so what would be your guiding principle to, to, to make an ethical decision like that? Quality of life. Okay. Like, I mean, it, and that's based on what, what, what guides your opinion on a quality of life? I think it's going to be variable. I think there's too many different situations that you could put into it. I mean, but if, if a child is, is going to be, if, if the doctor tells us that the child is going to have a lot of difficulties, like having breathing issues, they're going to be always, you know, having trouble like getting through and th stuff like that. I mean, that would be something that would be like, I'm deciding I don't want to have a child go through those kind of like tribulations, you know? So it's, it's going to be variable depending on the situation. If it was something like just a deformation as far as like how they would look, I'm not, if it's not affecting their quality of life, I don't feel that there's any reason to discuss anything like that. Um, I mean, there's tons of people who have tons of deformities and they have completely normal lives. That's just the way they look or the, you know, something about them. But um, it, if it doesn't affect their quality of life physically, then I, I don't have any problem with it. Like they'll always have problems about someone looking at them and judging them and things like that. But I think that doesn't matter if you have a deformity or not, people are going to judge you. So how do you base what quality of life means? What, what's your core value of, of quality of life? Something that's going to have like struggles in health and, and make things way more hard for you to actually live than not. Does that make sense? Like if they were always going to be going to the doctor for some sort of issue that every time that we go to the doctor, it's going to be like a 50-50 chance of, of coming out of the hospital with the child or not. Like every single time. Mm -hmm. Like just growing up with that. I think that that's something that I wouldn't want a child to live in a hospital. Okay. I'd still want to push you push you a little farther than um, what, again, um, what kind of defines, so, so you're saying that the, if, if the child um, is, that is struggling to a, that if you think that the child is struggling to a certain degree, then, then that's your, then that's your ethical breaking point. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm asking. Um, I mean, it's a very difficult. I mean, like, those are topic. a I very mean, difficult so, topic for yeah, anybody. So it's it's just one of those things that it's it's hard to nail down a specific issue. Um, but I mean, if like the doctor, like after doing the examination, everything like that, and and whatnot, they were like saying that there's gonna like there's a heart problem that is so serious 
that it may not survive birth or if it does survive birth then it will be in the hospital like continually during its life because it's always going to be like shutting down and you're probably going to have to like do that kind of stuff i mean that's like just one example like if i don't want i don't want the i don't i wouldn't want the child to suffer health wise always being in pain and stuff like that right how about like at the other end of life so so your your parents um let's say one of your parents is at a point and and so the doctors are, you know they've been in a in a car wreck and and the the doctor asks you um do you want to take them off of life support um what's your guiding ethical principle to make that decision as far as that goes it would first come down to do they do my parents have a wish to have like a DNR or you know a living will as far as like if they are just in a vegetative state do they want to be taken off I mean that's gonna be my first go-to as far as like right. what their wishes are um, if they don't have those wishes or for I mean if they have those wishes I'm gonna abide by those wishes because that's what they want right um, as hard and problemsome and maybe to me that's what they want um, if they didn't have that and it's one of those things that if they were in like a vegetative state or something like that and there was no sign of actual getting better no sign of life if they're just going to stay in that state and that's what it is then i don't see any purpose for them to stay there in that state so what would, um, what is their core purpose then so 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 i guess the way i because i had to i remember having to address this question and and so for me it came down to in in those situations um what my abiding principle is 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 the person able to relate to god and relate to other people and and so and so when i'm if i'm forced into that decision for a loved one um i'm looking at at that those are the two questions that are guiding my decision now i mean obviously the question is i mean we all know how somebody's relating to god but but for me those those are the core ethical questions that will guide my decision if I'm faced with with having to take life support off for my wife, let's say. Right. I mean, it, again, it, that's going to be hard to determine if someone has a certain view on God or religion or whatever like that. But I mean, if there was if someone I mean, I'm still using vegetative state. There's so many other like different like situations there could be. But if. For instance, like there was like no brain activity whatsoever and the machines are just keeping their heart pumping just so the blood goes to their body. I mean, without brain function, like do they have any thought? Do they have any function? Because your brain controls your entire body. And with the machines doing it for you, is your body still able to keep that going? Like... And if your body's not actually able to keep that going, are you meant to be alive? Are you meant to not just be there meant, on machines? Meant by what? Meant like like your body has like given up. Your body has reached its end, and it just can't sustain itself anymore. So is it to keep it to keep it in that state? To keep it there, just like not doing anything, not growing, not not helping it in any other way, like. Because it can't help itself. Everyone else would have to be doing something for it as far as like just the normal functions 
because you without your brain you can't breathe your heart won't beat and stuff like that i mean your brain has to tell your body to do everything and see i would i would say again that our determining factors for me is is relatability relationship and is is the person able to have relationship with with god and with other people so if if a doctor told you that there was no brain function at all how do you know that they're able to communicate so so if a doctor says to me there is no brain function so to me the ethical core value is they are not relating uh to to god and to other people and so it is time to to remove any kind of life support and i i feel like i'm on the same page as that i just don't relate that to god okay i relate that as a science way of just saying that their their body cannot function without the machinery keeping it going okay okay the next question from this very deep uh well thought person he's listening i know so he'll appreciate that so where does mike look for purpose and direction in life interesting um i mean my i feel like as far as what my purpose is my purpose I mean, I'm, I'm here to, to love my wife and, and to be there for her and, and to better my life and whatever means at the time that, that, that is supposed to be, um, my purpose couldn't, <laughs> my purpose could be whatever. Um, it's, it's just one of those things that it's gonna, it's gonna fluctuate from time to time. Cause my purpose may be to help someone this day or to, cook a meal this day or do whatever, you know, there's no like divine purpose. I feel for myself. There's, I feel like I'm not here just for one thing and one thing alone. These are difficult questions. This is a, that, you know, that's a, that's a, I I can tell that's, that's, uh, you know, I mean, that's a question for all of us. What is our purpose? Um, what is our direction? What, you know, what drives our purpose? Um, See, okay, I'll give you I'll give you an example of why also it's kind of hard that I think that it, some people may relate to. So here at the church, working at the church, I enjoy what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Because you work with great people. I do work with, with great a people. a great pastor and, and great staff and, and a great congregation. Yeah. Okay, I filled that part in. <laughs> It, it was important. although I saw your your rating on on on, um, on Google that uh, you rated us very very highly so I appreciate oh, that's that good. Yeah. yeah I just wanted yeah. an extra star in my Google account uh, so. okay well you rated us five stars I did see that <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and and mindful he is a you know self described unbeliever and he rated us five stars as a church so I mean the building and the people are still great <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not going to say people are. You said the building first. Yeah, the, really? The building, the building is part of it. First. Yeah, okay. the building is part okay. of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's part of it. Like, okay. it's, I like I like the historic part of the building and the stories of it. So, yeah, I had okay. to. Um, where was I? I at? threw you way oh, off okay, on that. Yeah, yeah. We're getting so, back to purpose. So I went with the people, people here at the church have come up to me, and they are so happy that I'm a part of the church to do like the, the online streaming, everything like that. And they feel that God has sent me here <laughs> to do this so we can get the word out for other people. And that's what they feel my purpose is, but I don't feel like that was my purpose. 
because I'm, I'm here, I'm helping out. But in a year, I may not be here. Who You're knows? Right. You're so right. It's one of those things that are now because I'm not here. Are those same people are going to be like, well, I thought his purpose was to help the church, but he's not here. I would say that it's not coincidental that you are here, that there is purpose for you to be a part of this community of faith. But do you think that God has put me there? Is, is that, I, I think that, that I think that God has brought us together at this moment in time. So here's an interesting thing. And I was going to bring this up on another one, but I'm going to bring it up partly. Um, so as how my brain works, I listen to all sides. Mm-hmm. So, cause I like being informed as much as I can so I can actually have a discussion with someone. I don't watch one side of the news. I watch both sides. You know, I don't mm-hmm. all that stuff. As extreme as it's going to be, just go with me on it for a okay. second. So the other day, I was listening to Joel Alstein. Mm-hmm. Smiling, Joel. <clears throat> as much as I despise that man, mm-hmm. I still listen to what he says mm-hmm. because I think he's very influential to a lot of people. He is. <clears throat> he was saying the other day, which was probably just a pre-recorded thing. I don't know when his actual sermon was, but he was saying that God's plan for everyone is already preset and everything going on and saying that you may not know what you're supposed to do the next day. And you may even go into that next day and be like, I didn't think I'd be doing this. And that's saying that that's God's plan for it because he already has a marked out for you. So when I'm hearing this, all I get from it is that we do not have free will, mm-hmm. even though we always speak that God gave us free will. Mm-hmm. But when saying that, that means that us as people, if God has a path for us, we don't have free will and everything is predetermined. So everything we do means nothing. It's meaningless because it's already preset. And, and see, I would, I would not go there. Um, I mean, what he is, is, is talking about there is, is, is strict. Um, I would say double predestination that, that God's got everything planned out, that there are folks who are predetermined to, to be, uh, saved and predetermined to be damned, and there's nothing we can do about which direction in life we're 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 going. All we can do is is um, faithfully serve, and and it's already worked out. What the way I address that question is, I do think that 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 there is that God's got a plan, that God's going to carry out that plan, and and get that that overarching big picture. It's going to be accomplished as an individual in the midst of that. Uh, I can either choose to be a part of the flow of God, of what God is doing, or I can choose to, to work against that or be outside of that flow. And so, so I do have free will. I do have choice as far as whether I, whether I am um, uh connected to what God is doing or I'm disconnected to what God is doing. And so if I'm connected to what God is doing, then that's when I, 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 I feel a true sense of peace and about my life. And I mean, we heard a marvelous sermon today from Psalm 98 preached by Patrice Gaines, who's one of our elders here who jumped in at the last minute because I had some eye issues this week that thank God it, it worked out whereas I didn't have to have surgery but and and what she what she talked about was 
you know, praising God even in the midst of, of when things aren't going well. And so to me, what, what that message says to me is, is even if, if I'm in a dry season or I have a really bad day or things seem to be working against me, I trust God to, and I look to God to continue to be a part of, of moving in a direction that is good for the world and good for me, and, and I can choose to be a part of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I can understand that. I just, I don't follow through with that I have one singular purpose that I have to be a part of God to have that purpose. I don't know if it's it's one singular purpose, and maybe it is for me. I do feel like it is my purpose to be in the midst of of God's will for my for the for the world for my life, and and that that is my purpose is to is to glorify God, enjoy God forever, which is in the Presbyterian Catechism first question. So, so to me, my focus, so, so when events happen, which I had a day this week where I had four successive things happen, including a potential eye, serious eye issue. And, and, and there were four things that happened that day that were, were just made it just a crappy day. If we weren't online, I'd, I'd, I'd use a different word than crappy. But I can beep. You can beep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I didn't think about that. You can beep me. That's maybe right. that's maybe. I, man, if I could have that in life, where where somebody could beep some of the stupid stuff that I have said or done, <laughs> and and just somebody beep me, man, gosh, I, I, there's so many ways that I would not be in the trouble that I'm in in so many situations. If I, I could just go back those. and and beep me. Um, so, but for me, so, so, so that day was really, really bad day. So, but then the next day I call myself back into, okay, there's God's purpose is, is, is still going to be carried out even through these, these terrible events that, that I experienced or became aware of. And, and so my purpose is to reconnect or reorient myself to be in the midst of trusting God, that God's going to work all this out. And God's plan is much bigger than what I see in that moment of disorientation. So, so how would you deal with those, those moments where, where it's a crappy, crappy day or events or some very disheartening information that you receive? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had those days a lot and it's, it's those times where like, depending on how bad it keeps getting, it's just one of those things that at some point I have to just release all my frustration, whether that be through yelling, screaming, um, driving somewhere, doing something, uh, like going to the shooting range and you know, doing different things, whatever it takes, you know, going fishing, going walking, you know, take my dog out just sitting in front of the computer playing a video game, like whatever those things are, like I will take that time to de-stress and get out of it. Um, but again, it's something that I'm able to, when I realize something go is going so bad, I get to a point where I'm like, you know what? 
I need to stop. It, it's already happened. I can't change the fact of it. I need to go forward and then I refocus myself and then I continue on. But what I'm not hearing is, is you're saying it's, it's all about you, that there's not a bigger kind of purpose in, in the direction of the world. Well, at that time, the problems in my life is my world. Like it doesn't, I would say 98% of the time, it's not going to affect someone else. Um, so I need but, to focus myself and just get myself in a, in a different state of mind. But one of the things that, that happened on this particular day is something that's going to impact other people. So it's not just about how I react to this situation, but, but helping some different people process what this thing, this disorientation is going to mean. So how do you... Okay, well, as far as like things like that, it, it's one of those things that if, if something were to happen, I would explain to them what the situation was, and then how they take it is no nothing that I can control whether they are correct, you know, happy about it, not happy about it, upset, you know, happy, you know, whatever the situation is. And so, but I know that for me, I've done my part to explain the situation and then I can refocus and neither if they need help doing something else and changing something, I can help them. But it's, it's one of those things that if it affects someone else, they have to go through their own emotions and their own actions to, to deal with it on their side. Right. But again, you know, for me, those, when those moments happen that can be really bad moments, for me, trusting God through Jesus Christ means that I am, I am able to, to, to reorient and to think, okay, God's able to, to work out something good, even through the worst of, of human sin or human action or events that happen. Um, it could be natural events. Um, and so that, that's what moves, keeps moving me in a positive direction. Whereas if, if I don't feel like, if I just feel like this is just a random set of events, and, and, and those moments that happen that are, are very disappointing or disorienting or, you know, when I think about moments that I've been through um, and the challenges I have faced in my life, if, if, if I think it's just a random set of events, then, then I'm going to have a hard time kind of finding a purpose in, in how I deal with that in a positive, constructive way. Okay. Um, I mean, as far as like the continuation of bad things happening, I think that sometimes our own like attitude towards the situation can create more situations. I mean, if something bad happens and even though we may seem to be okay about it, if we are continually thinking about it, we may not focus on another project and then we mess that project up. And I know that because working in, in our sign shop back in the day, like we, if one of my jobs messed up, if I didn't try to focus myself and make sure that I was calm about it and stuff like that, I'd go on to the next project and then mess up another project because I'm still focused on that last project. Right. And then and I could probably keep doing it. So sometimes a series of events that are can be bad 
are still related to the first event. So it's not random. It, it's completely sequential. It just happens because of the way our attitude is toward it. So, so, <clears throat> so you're looking at a rational kind of sequence of events. Right. This, then that. Right. And, and, and that you feel like that those are situations where you can explain by it all being a, a rational process. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's just how like building websites and doing like mathematical equations, there's always going to be an if and then if you do this, then this will happen. And I mm -hmm. think like doing that kind of stuff, I mean, has led me to my own thought process out in the world normally. But are there not lots and lots of situations where there's it doesn't make sense? Oh, absolutely. If then. So how do you handle that? You have to just kind of focus on what the situation was to figure out where the little blip was that changed it. But there's lots of situations where there's no explanation. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes so you won't you, be able to see it. Sometimes so how, you'll just, you'll glaze over. You'll never, ever know. Even though it could have been something simple or anything like that, you may just completely go over it. So how do you handle that situation? How do you explain that? So how do you explain, you know, somebody told me about they were in a car. Um, they had a blown out tire. Um, if they don't have a blown out tire, they're they're going they end up they would have ended up in the midst of a tornado that crossed the interstate right in front of them well there were people that were in that tornado in on the interstate that you know were killed or or crashed or 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 injured so that that those are, that's a situation that does not make sense to me uh so how do you there, there's not an if then causation there so how do you handle so something like how do you handle it that kind of situation. I, based on things like that, I think it is just completely random. You just, you happen to hit the nail that blew out that tire and everyone else just drove an inch to the left to miss that nail. And you just happen to drive that inch to the right and you hit it. It's not something that God was above and be like, all right, I'm going to protect you from this tornado. So I'm going to blow your tire out. You'll have a bad day with the tire, but at least you won't be Dorothy over in the tornado. <laughs> but I don't like these three people going in front of you because they didn't, they didn't give that homeless man a cookie on the way to church on Sunday. So I'm going to let them go in the tornado. What decides or why do you think God would decide to allow those people get torn in, put in the tornado and this one person not just because of a nail? Well, and, and, and I have been, you know, trying to describe and, and for anybody watching or listening. Uh, so I had a, well, this will help be a whole nother episode because I think we're, we need to kind of wrap up right now. So, we can continue this. You can, you can finish your thought real quick and then we'll go. Well, continue. I don't think it's a quick thought. <laughs> All right. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll remember your thought on the next one. Yeah. So write it down or whatever. Okay. So I'll bring back Dorothy in the next episode. We'll go from there. You know, you can never go wrong with Dorothy. Although, uh, what's her name? Who played Dorothy was abused in, in, in making the movie. So anyway, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> not our type of podcast. Not our thought. Yeah. Not our thought. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, did did that cover a lot of the questions that he had? Yes, that covered all of his questions. Now, what he said, he he says, I think it would be great for you to do future episodes around certain themes like hope, forgiveness, suffering. It would be interesting to see what resources and perspectives you each bring have, to such topics. I don't think we have hope down here. I thought we did. Okay. So we could talk about. I think that's an excellent suggestion. Yeah. Okay. Definitely well, that sounds can, good. That can tie into all right, guys. So hopefully that got you more information and, or maybe some of you 
confused or whatever. Um, but definitely keep giving us more questions. It was that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed like answering questions that someone else had. Um, and we'll keep doing this, and we'll go on from there. And definitely check us out next time. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen any of our other episodes, and this is the first one, definitely go back watch the other episodes. They're they're a lot of fun. Because we're building, you know, oh, yeah. it gets better each each time. Well, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. I think we are. I think we're moving in a good direction. <laughs> All right, guys. Divinely inspired direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll check you guys on the next one. All right. All right. See ya. <laughs>